0: Are you ready for the final answer to perfect success? Is success predictable? Is it possible to guarantee success? What do the wealthy know that most people don't? Is there a secret code? Are there secret rules? Join Lucas Tyndale and Dr. Anthony Rodman as they answer life's most difficult questions and give the keys to perfect, predictable success success epitomized presents the final, answer.
1: the final answer
0: because success is predictable when you have the right keys welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another episode of success epitomized presents the final answer i am your host lucas tyndale here with co-host dr anthony Rodman. it's almost springtime dr Rodman. how are you
2: feeling today Man, I'm feeling absolutely wonderful. I'm excited about the spring. You know, even though we live in an environment where it doesn't really get like winter or snow or whatever, it's still a great time of spring. It's like a new beginnings. I love this time of the year.
0: I love that. I, I know that about you. I know that you uh know that spring is just a great time for so many things. And I do live in a place where I I I do get to experience all seasons. Um, and, uh, it is now starting to get a little warmer and I've seen my yard for the first time in about a month because there was snow on it most of the time. And my wife and I went for a walk today and I said, you know, we have not walked out here at all in months. It's been months and months and months. And now it's finally starting to break and we're super excited about it and excited to continue doing this podcast. We want to thank everybody who has been, uh, subscribing, following, sharing it with your family and friends watching the the recorded version we appreciate those of you who watch us uh, the video version here and we appreciate everybody who's listening on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you may listen to your podcast we appreciate you guys listening to us here at the final answer dr robin today we are talking about how do i make the right decisions judgments and assessments when making deals and agreements well, come nice on now top. we gotta that's a lot but we gotta talk that's about a it lot. Yeah, we gotta
2: Yeah, and, and that's and that's difficult for a lot of people because that's most people's biggest fears. Yeah. Are right, am I making the right decisions when I get this job offer or this deal coming through, this business deal, or when I'm actually trying to sell something? Am I making the right judgment or decision? This is a right. huge topic. This is a great one right here.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna help a lot of people. And ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're watching from, uh whether you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, whether you're uh, owner of a bigger business or a part of what makes a bigger business work And it's all always about the people at the end of the day And a lot of times we have a lot of decisions to make When it comes to proper decisions and assessments Sometimes something seems too good to be true Sometimes a good thing is just a good thing though How do I know how to assess that? Um, sometimes we have to make decisions about uh, those who report to us Be it when we're going to talk to someone today, um, Dr. Paul Bryant, who we're excited to talk to, is he is the CEO of It's Just a Game uh, Sports Consulting Company. Um, He's also an athletic director, so he has to make a lot of decisions, and he's a former coach, so he has to make a lot of decisions and assessments in sports programming, policies, procedures. And I think he's going to bring a lot of important insight to everybody out there. Whatever business you're in, whatever sport it is you play, whether you call it a, a corporate business or an actual team, we're all trying to have successful teams at the end of the day. Dr. Roman, if you give the people an opening thought on this topic, what would it be?
2: Well, the opening thought would be to understand where judgments and assessments come from. So the problem people have with making the right decisions, judgments and assessments are they're not sure of how they should make decisions Mm. see most people make decisions off of the actual situation or circumstance okay and that's why people are swayed all the way around in their decision making because it's so dependent on the situation right and most decisions most decisions are made through what's called our conscience and we make the final decision off of what we think is right or wrong with what's called our free will. Now, the problem with that is our conscience determines our judgments and assessments that as comes through what's called our creative mind of the heart. Which finds all the creative ways to make the right assessments, judgments, and perceptions. When our creative mind is malfunctioning, it becomes an emotional mind. And mm. that's the problem. Ooh. most people make their judgment yeah. assessments emotionally yes. instead of creatively
0: that's a that's amazing and same same mind same creative same mind body. functioning well it's creative malfunctioning it is it's emotional, emotional. Mm.
2: and it becomes emotional when your conscious is seared your conscious not function mm-hmm. correctly so your conscious decides what's right what's wrong. What people will call a blessing or what people call a curse. What people will call good, what people call evil, positive, negative, a light, darkness, po- prosperity, poverty, success or failure, life or death. It determines which side of the spectrum this decision is going to function in. Hmm. And it literally determines that information by what you hear. Okay. So if I'm hearing the wrong information constantly... And then if i accept it to be right even though it's wrong which we call perversion perversion is calling something wrong right it will really affect my conscience from making the right decision to get my free will
0: interesting so let me let me slow you down because (laughs) that was i I only want to slow you down because i want to make sure i got it because i want to make sure that i'm doing things right um as we think about this our conscience being seared i think we've heard many people have heard things like that and i think they often think of someone who is jaded you know um i I think of it as train tracks like uh uh, where like what tracks have been built that where where is it taking your thinking like if you're if if the train tracks head to the land of negativity because life has shown you that uh, a lot of bad things happen no matter what gets on the track, it heads toward negativity. It's like, how do we... Like, we're on vacation. What is the problem? You know? Exactly. So it creates a seared... a. Um, it creates a road. Is that what it is? It's a groove. It's a road. It's a stream.
2: That's exactly what it is. And now your conscious starts calling negative things positive. Okay. Then it starts calling wrong things right. Right. So now no matter what happens... I create my decision knowing this is going to go towards a negative outcome mm. or a evil outcome, and it literally you're creating a reality based off of a malfunctioning conscience.
0: Interesting, and it starts also. You said, in 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 the heart, and 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 the heart is the creative mind, and you said yes. that when when it's malfunctioning again, it's emotional. Now a lot of people yes. make decisions, and I think most people would would like to say that they try not to make emotional decisions. And I often talk to people about the difference between reacting and responding. And I always ask people, what do you want? Who do you want to come to your house? If there's an emergency, you want somebody called a first reactor or first responder, right? A responder is trained that when that uh, alarm goes off at the firehouse, they may be sleeping, but they jump up, they get ready, they put on the proper clothing, they slide down the pole, they get on the truck. I mean, there's a lot that has to happen. They come to the house, the house is on fire. They're making assessments and they're running into danger that everyone else is running out of because they've been trained to respond. They are not being emotional about what's going on, even though it's a highly emotional situation, especially if they see people in the fire, children may be in there in danger, pets, yes. animals, others. That could be a very, very emotional situation but they've trained themselves to, that in their conscience that they're not going to let that overwhelm them and become an emotional moment. They're going to make a conscious decision to do what exactly. they were trained to do
2: because they know how to go into the proper way because they understand the laws of how it works inside those fires. Great point. So your conscience is actually determined by the laws that you understand mm. within the system of universal system of prosperity and success. If you don't know the laws, it's hard for you to make the right decisions of what's right and what's wrong.
1: Mm. See,
2: anyone can say something's right or wrong. But there are set universal laws that actually determine what's actually right or wrong. And that's the problem most people have. They don't know what's right or wrong, so they're creating with their free will what they think is right or wrong. Which is what you just said when you understand the laws then you can make the right assessment or judgment of how to go into the situation mm. see they had to assess and judge by the laws based off of the fire in the house can i actually go in and save these people with the house breakdown right is the fire controlled enough for me to get in quick enough true so i had to make my ass- assessment and judge based off of the right and So, so again, it's very important for us to be able to understand the laws through our conscience to be able to make the right assessments. And... So most people with their creative mind, their issue with making judgments are they feel like you're not supposed to judge because mm-hmm. we've associated judgment with accusation.
0: Interesting.
2: So most people think when you judge someone or you judge a situation, you're accusing them or telling them they're doing something wrong. Right. But it's very important to judge things properly or assess things so you can make the right decisions. You're supposed to judge. You're not supposed to accuse, but you're supposed to judge. Interesting. A lot of people
0: don't feel like that. The only judges we like or accept are the judges that sit behind benches with robes and gavels. We don't feel like anybody has a right to judge us. But then we know right now there's a big push in business where people are realizing that annual assessments are not enough. It is not enough to just be assessed once a year. All year long, so much has gone on, and at the end of the year, and I, I've done this. I've been in the position of doing annual assessments for employees, and it was very difficult to remember the entire year. People were really yeah. being assessed based on a few weeks, a month, maybe one big mistake they made that I remember, maybe one big yeah. success they had, you know, in the summer, and you know. So it's really hard. So when we talk about judgment, it is something that we and judgments and assessments. We, we understand that they have to happen. But for some reason, there tends to be this negative connotation that comes with the idea of judgment. But you're saying this is normal and we all do it.
2: You all do it. We have to do it because when I'm judging you, I'm assessing the results that you're having, which make it helping me make my decisions. Right. So I'm not accusing you of something. I'm judging what you actually did. Interesting. See, people don't like to actually assess or self-assess right or self-judge themselves so when you tell them what they actually did they call you accusing them true and the problem behind that is because if you can't judge yourself or assess yourself you're gonna think my judgment is incorrect
0: very true and now now we're we're talking to uh the ceo of it's just a game here in just a second um an athletic director a former coach uh sports is a big part of his life and he's gonna share some stories Maybe even some stories about our own Dr. Rodman here. We're going to look forward to some of that. Uh, but uh, when it comes to that, I mean, we understand it in sports. We understand that the a general manager of a, a you know a professional team, athletic directors, coaches, recruiters, uh, they have to make assessments and judgments about uh, an athlete's ability to perform at the level they're they're coming to. Not just how yeah. well did you perform at the level you were at, but I have to try to assess and say, will this young man or young woman be able to come into the college ranks and have that level of success and continue to grow and improve? Because what was great on this level is not going to be great at this level. And so on, as they go up into higher levels of uh, of the leagues or the games or the colleges or the universities, whatever it may be. So judgment and assessment, for some reason in sports, Everybody doesn't make the team. Everybody, you know, those things are understood. But we call our teams in business, we call our groups in business teams, yet sometimes we struggle with people assessing and judging. So that is an important thing that we all need to learn how to do and be able to do uh, effectively in order to be successful in not only in sports but also in business.
2: And a lot of people understand the power they have to judge and assess as well. I used to tell athletes, I used to train that – The coaches are judging and assessing you if you can play on their team, but you need to judge and assess the coach should you even play for that team or how they actually assess it. When you go get a job, you shouldn't just get interviewed by them. You should be interviewing the job to see if I should be successful in this position. So it works both ways when it does properly because every decision you make, every agreement you're making, you're making an actual agreement with somebody with every deal you make. And if you don't adjust the situation properly, you'll be frustrated by the decision you make. And then you'll be mad at the person. And most people don't lie to you when they tell you their judgment or assessment. True. You just might not accept it. Right. And that's most people's frustration.
0: (laughs) I agree. All right. Well, let us bring on our special guest today. We're excited to have him again. Uh, He's he's a sports guy. uh, And he's in the business of policies procedures and assessments so he is a perfect guest for today we are excited to introduce to you all dr paul bryant dr bryant welcome to the show
1: hey thank you for having me i truly appreciate it look forward to this dialogue
0: yes Yes. we are excited (laughs) now before we go too far gentlemen you two know each other um dr Rodman, do you want to share um how you know this gentleman
2: now it's a it's a funny backstory behind this is because I played Division One basketball at Louisiana Lafayette and I broke mm-hmm. my ankle and we went through actually NCAA violation mm-hmm. so I lost my last year of my scholarship uh-huh so I had a friend that was his assistant coach that called me when I went home and said hey man I could get you back into college. And I said, no, they took my last year. He was like, we're not NCAA.
0: <laughs> <laughs> come on down.
2: <laughs> we're not yeah. NCAA. So he took a chance on me to help me finish my degree. And he was a coach at the university. Urbana University allowed me to finish my degree. And he allowed me to um, come in and finish my education. And that's how we have a long-lasting relationship from a long time ago. I Don't tell my age now because I can, I can still be 40 on any night.
0: Like <laughs> Ladies if and I gentlemen, Dr. Roman oh, can know. drop 40 points any night, any day, at any time. <laughs>
1: Don't ask me to play defense, though. Don't ask That's where people get hurt. Don't ask me to play defense. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, come on, now. <laughs>
0: He's not guarding I anybody.
1: Give 60, but I'll give 40. Might give him <laughs> 60. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> really, really you're only giving 20.
0: <laughs> exactly. Right, right. It's really not turning out so good. I don't know. I don't know. His plus minus is going down fast. So <laughs> it's going down. It's going down. So Dr. Bryant, um, for you, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself now. Let's let's start and we'll we'll dabble back into your time with Dr. Rovman and some other things that you've, you know, done throughout your career. I think your career is really going to lend to this conversation really well. But tell the people a little bit about your current sports consulting company and what you do okay
1: well um the sports consulting company it's called it's just a game and and it it, uh i've always said you know life is just a game it's just how you play it but me being in sports this consulting uh as i look at these student athletes and they're all want to play these you know play division one they want to go to the pros but at the end of the day, remember it's just a game. Mm-hmm. And so, what are you setting yourself up from the game? Don't you let the game play you. You play the game. Mm-hmm. So I keep saying it's just a game. But I'm—I mean, my background has been—I've uh, been coaching. I was a junior college coach, then became a four-year coach at Urbana. Uh, that's where I, uh, I coached Dr. Roman and, um, and and an outstanding player. But Forget the plane. He was a better person, wow. and that's what I that's what I enjoyed the most about coaching Dr. Roman. And uh, and then I wanted to get into administration, and uh, was the athletic director at Eureka College, who gave me my first AD job, Division Three. Then I went on to Stillman College, Division Two, uh, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Now think about this: having a name like Paul Bryant uh-huh. in Tuscaloosa. Alabama, <laughs> and, right, myself, and, sure. the, and he read about the decisions right. oh. <laughs> and assessment. But uh, right. then I left there and I went to South Carolina State, uh, Division One, as the athletics director. From there to Grambling, uh, oh. uh, another as the athletic director, and uh, now I'm here at uh, Edward Waters College, <clears throat> getting them from one level to the next, and so. Uh, again, but I run my my company and doing some uh, consulting with different agencies and, uh, and and schools. But one of the things I like is is helping young men and women live out their dream of going to college. And that's the consulting part. Interesting. Nice.
0: So in recruiting and in that piece, that's that's assessment. So yes. w- when you think about how do I make the right assessments? of someone and we're talking about their future we're talking about yes. they may have been playing this game since they were four or five years old and now they they they, they run into you and you're looking at them trying to assess them let us uh, help us understand the process and as a coach for all those years you had to look at players and decide is this player right uh for my team how what what are some of the factors that go into an assessment like that for you
1: the first thing is I, I, I believe in telling them exactly what I where I feel they, they need to play. But I'll, I'll allow them to tell me, hey, I want to be a Division One athlete. So I, when I assess the situation, every, I hear that from everyone. Right. I want to be a Division One athlete. So then uh, let's say that uh, they want to go to the Ohio State. Uh, that's my favorite. Mine
0: too. Okay. All right. All right. We're on the same page here, ladies and gentlemen.
1: (laughs) But the one thing I will say, let's say it's basketball. So I asked them initially, okay, you're a senior. Have you been recruited by them? And No. Okay. Well, let me tell you, if you were an athlete that they will recruit, they'll probably talk to you your freshman or definitely your sophomore year. Mm. So, well, I'm a late bloomer. Okay. But they've already made their assessment. So let's look at something else. Let's let's look at, okay, you want to go to Ohio State, right? You're a point guard, you're six feet, you your your jump shot is average, it's not consistent. So then I begin to actually videotape and show them where they are. And then I will compare it to a starting guard for Ohio State. Interesting. And I'll say, look. Here's here's where you are. So I'm not trying to kill your dream, but I want to give you an accurate assessment. I love that. So it. and let's say this. Okay, as we look at okay, let's look at some division two. And well, can I make it to the pros? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can make it to the pros. You can make it to the pros from a junior college. Mm-hmm. However, do you want to go someplace and and sit the bitch and not mm-hmm really perform at the level that you think you could perform. And, and then you're going to start blaming the coach and all that. No, let's look, at, <laughs> <laughs> let's look at, let's look at some reality here. If you want to be an impact player, then go somewhere where you can. It's not where you go. It's what you do where wow. you when you, get when yeah. you get there. And, and so that's, that's so I talk you. to all of the student athletes that are and I will give them an accurate assessment. Because I've been at the junior college level. Mm-hmm. I've been at the NAIA level. I've been at the Division three, <laughs> two, and one. So I've hit every gamut that they're talking about. And I can yeah. say, here's where I think you uh, will best serve your talents. And so yeah. when I assess, that, those are the things that I look at. But I listen to them. I yeah. never want to kill anyone's dream. But then I start breaking some things down and make it become sensible to them.
2: That's powerful. That's powerful because what you did was you use your judgment assessment to help them make a better judgment assessment.
0: I was literally thinking that.
2: <laughs> decide their future.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. So it's important that that, that occurs. So I do take all my experiences and I, and I will say, okay, if I'm coaching you, if I'm looking to recruit you, Here's what I'm looking at. So then I will say, what are the best things that you do? And if someone says, I can go right, and, and I'm, I'm speaking basketball right now. Yeah, if I, that's can, great. I can go right, and, I, and I'm uh, I'm strong going right, I say, okay, what about going left? Well, I haven't worked on that. Well, if you're going to play for the Ohio State, don't you think you need to go both ways? Well, yeah, you're right. Okay, now let's start talking. And as we begin to get into exactly what your strengths and weaknesses are, then it, be, it, it becomes something that they be said. Okay, I understand now. I understand. Well, let me look at. So they haven't recruited me. I said, "Yeah, you want to go somewhere where they want you. Mm. You don't want to go put yourself. Out. You want someone to want you, and so that's why we have to look at the entire situation. Yeah, and sometimes it's uncomfortable. Yeah, but those." Assessments are pretty much
2: the accurate ones when they're uncomfortable to I love it. Yes, <laughs>
1: that's,
2: and, that's and that's and that's why they're uncomfortable because if they're not assessed or judged correctly, people become emotionally tied to it, mm. and their emotions Stop. make them override their proper judgments. Right, and assessments <laughs> because. They're they're dealing with their emotions and not the actual true perception or judgment that's right in front of them.
0: Yes, that's right. that's that's, that's right. a See, they- great point.
2: Go
0: ahead. That's a, I mean, I, I just want to say as well, that's a great point. And it is, I, again, I love what, what both of you basically touched on is it's very powerful when you can help someone make a proper assessment of themselves. Because until until a person's assessment of themselves aligns with the truth that everyone else realizes, or uh, then then there's there's going to be some problems and a lot of conflict. Uh, much like a player and a coach, it's always the coach's fault, right? It's always the coach's fault. The coach didn't understand. My talent, he doesn't know I can, I never miss when I shoot napkins into the trash can at home. He doesn't know me, you know, I don't miss. Right. All right. Now, maybe here on the court, sometimes I miss, but ask my grandma. She knows I never miss. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so it's tough because people have made their own assessment. And because we can choose to see what we want to see, a lot of times, all we see is good. I mean, I my, my kids play sports. I love my kids so much. I always I, I certainly can see where they can improve, but I also see everything they do right. I, I see every moment when they set a good screen. When my son, my son's a basketball player, my, my son and my middle daughter are both basketball players. Set a good screen. Give good energy. I see him if he's on the bench and the coach calls a timeout. My son is the first one to jump up, no matter what happens. Timeout, end of quarter. If he's on the bench, he's the first one to jump up. He beats the coach to his teammates to high-five them, congratulate them, encourage them. He'll find the kid that's discouraged, and he'll go over to him and tell him to pick his head up. I'm like, I'm so proud of that because I want him to have great character. I want him to see the floor of life and be able to make proper assessments of who needs uplifted. Who needs encourage? Who needs to understand where why they made the mistake they made? And who just needs a high-five from a teammate before you go see Coach? Because Coach is about to give it to you. But let me tell you, it's going to be okay, <laughs> fellas. It's going to be okay. So I, I love that. So that assessment, though, it's important for him, though, to, to make the proper assessments of himself, right? So that alignment of while I see so many good things that he does – If he wants to go to another level with this game, there are some things that he has to work on, and he knows that. And so as long as we can assess it the same, then we know the measure of work that has to be put in to make the necessary improvements. Um, uh, First, Dr. Rodman, if you could answer this. And then, Coach, I, I, I and I, I called you. You weren't even my coach, but you're just a coach. Oh, that's that's I mean, I just, <laughs> You just feel like a coach. I mean, I just you are a coach. All right, Coach. Uh, <laughs> coach, Coach um, Doctor Rodman, if, if you could speak to that uh, first, just really the 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 real need again for proper self assessment. How important is it to have proper self assessment?
2: It's so important to have proper self-assessment because, like, i give you the example. What you just said as a parent is very mm-hmm. rare. Mm. The yes. one part you said was right. I see everything that my child does right. Right. Every parent does. Right. And they expect <laughs> you as a coach to only see right. my child is doing. I got a whole team of kids kids right. i gotta worry about <laughs> I, right did you see him you set didn't that see screen that like no i, I saw did. the kids go i didn't see your son do that because i look at the whole team Right. Sure Assessing what's best for the team right not just for your ch- your child right but every parent can't see the bigger picture right they can't judge and assess the bigger picture mm. to help their kids see this team yeah. or these basketball situations that will help prepare them for a life yes yes that's the proper assessment yeah. so self-assessment can you use every situation in life to get better at judging assessing in life mm. and that's why i love when he says it's just the game it's a game to help you learn life if you use it if you judge and assess it properly and it can let you assess yourself to see how am i dealing with certain situations i want to deal with in business i'm yes. gonna deal with my wife and family yes i'm gonna deal with with her parents because the coaches like her parents they might not deal with me properly i have to assess how to deal with this person when they might not have my best interest in mind
0: great point
2: so that right. self-assessment like some people you can't tell a kid they 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 promise their kobe their brand everybody's michael jordan <laughs> <laughs> they're not really self-assessing and saying are you doing what's best for the team or what's best for you and it's the same thing in life are you self-assessing what's best for all parties in a situation or is it just for you yeah. so when you're making this agreement or deal with someone self-assessment lets me know what i actually can capable of doing what i'm bringing to the table so i can know if this deal or agreement is beneficial for both of us or just me That's why self-assessment is very important.
0: So good. And Coach, uh, Dr. Bryant, uh, back to you again on that. Um, uh, If you could talk to us a little bit more again about self-assessment. And then if you could switch gears after that and talk to us a little bit about the importance of policies and procedures. I know that's a part of what you do as well. Uh, And and policies and procedures create the systems that allow for it allows for self-assessment. Right. In in a business or an organization or an athletic department. There's more than the game going on on the court. There's a lot going on in the background. It has to go right. So <laughs> right. as you think of self-assessment and then as it relates to policies and procedures, if you could give us some thoughts on that
1: as well. So I think the very first thing, you need to fully understand the situation. A lot mm. of people don't fully understand the total situation. Mm. And so, and I talked about it makes, it may make some people uncomfortable, right? So we're, we're it's, it's funny. I, I was just listening to you say, everything that you see right about your child, that's every parent, right? Yes. But so, so, but I, I will see, okay, you didn't hedge on that screen. Right. You're supposed to hedge. Right. And so if you didn't hedge and, and so I'll call it Dr. Ant.
0: Yep. Call him. <laughs> aunt. Yep. Aunt, Dr. Ant. <laughs> Dr. Ant. Yep.
1: Yeah. You didn't <laughs> hedge on the screen. Therefore, your player went around and scored. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, you gave me another two. You gave. He just scored three,
2: so you down one. That <laughs> yeah, right? I like that. <laughs> and, and you, you you know you know he's talking about defense, right? You see, that, that's the problem right there. You see, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You said not to play you, Yeah, you yeah
0: he's he's an offensive guy. He's an offensive guy. <laughs> but,
1: you see, I have proper self but, assessment. Yes, I know yes, to, you know your strengths. You know but, but then I I I look at as a as a coach as a ad as a ceo i look at everything and i totally fully understand the situation before i even make a decision so as i assess and and i look at and and I, i have gone to many places and i've assessed the athletics department and we're operating without any policies and procedures so i say how do you do what you do and you don't know that you're doing it right. So that's why. And they say, "Well, we've always done it." Doesn't mean you've always done it right. Oh, that's
0: so, so good. So good. So
1: worst thing, we've always done it like this, right? Well, so, and that's uh, and everyone knows that's my that's my pet peeve. Don't tell me that <laughs> because <laughs> it doesn't mean that you've been doing it right. So mm-hmm. I, you know, you take that assessment, and so then the policies and procedures. That's a uh, that's a, a measuring tool mm-hmm. so that you all can assess yourselves in every area that we operate this business. And mm-hmm. as you stated, yeah, the, it's the behind the scenes yeah. of the games. those are That's entertainment. Mm-hmm. So even when I went that's out so and good. recruited, yeah, when I went out to recruit, I didn't want to go to the games. I wanted to go to practice. That's where the real assessment is being done. Mm-hmm. The games are really for the fans and and it's it's just a a bunch of moves that typically you won't do you know it's just for the fans they're doing some fantastic stuff so i I always assess in practice that's where the real work is so if i'm out recruiting you then i want to see how you are with your teammates how you are in the drills how you are with your coaches Mm. then in the game then, you know, some players, they're just gamers. And that's mm-hmm. fine too. Yeah. But in the real world, you have to be on your game all the time, particularly mm. on a job. OK, mm. I'll tell you this as a coach, as an athletic director, and I'm looking at my coaches, I'm assessing you on how the players deal with you,
0: that's how the
1: players so react to something you say. So good. And so then I'm looking at how you interact with your colleagues. Mm. And then, of course, yeah. with me, I'm a fan, right? And my my coaches, they tend to change how they act when I'm watching practice. So I have to tell them, no, 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 I'm a fan. But in the back of my mind, I'm assessing how you, uh, how you are delivering your craft, yes. right? Indeed. And so... When we talk about assessing, there's always assessing, and 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 I'm gonna tell you, Doctor Ed, I assess you, right? When you came to Urbana, my assessment yes. was okay. I I understood the story, but then I want to see how well he plays, right? So then I said, okay, he's more than just a basketball player. He's a leader, mm-hmm. and so that's what that's what attracted me. To you as a person and as a basketball player, yeah, you you were all right, you all right. Yeah. <laughs> he can play, play a little basketball, just a little a bit. Little but bit. it was the leadership <laughs> that really, really <clears throat> I wanted to hone in on, and 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 that was my initial and my now my forever assessment. But yeah. uh, you you know you talked about
2: the one the one incident at Wilberforce.
0: Yeah, yes. if, you could, if you could share that, you, you two had a...
2: because, And I and I believe when he says that because after this situation that we're going to talk about, he yeah. also gave me the opportunity to be a coach after mm. my year of playing. Yep. So most people don't understand that wow. I coached my first year right after I got done playing. Because of his assessment of the leadership, he made me a coach right away.
1: Absolutely.
2: And the so, situation was... At Wilberforce, we had an opportunity. So my I got there, and my goal was to play the NBA like everybody else. And I got very close before I got hurt. And I went through the process and everything, got close, I got hurt, changed the whole trajectory of my career. So when I got to Urbana, the only person I ever believed that it was possible was my dad. And my dad passed away and transitioned right in the middle of the season. No. Yep. You know? Right? So right in the middle of the season, the person that was the pretty much the battery pack in my back was now gone. Wow. So now when I actually re-entered back with the team, we had a game. And, you know, I hear all these stories about people scoring the amount of points they <laughs> have for their dad, their age and stuff. So I had this thought process in my mind. But the anger behind the situation was so strong. Mm. I went out there playing so angry and so aggressive. I almost got in like two fights in the game. Mm. Yeah, and he was like, and he kind of, you know, it's already was a rowdy crowd anyway, so they were just feeding into it. And he just sat me down. Now at this time, my assessment or judgment was not good. I'm angry, like man, why he sit me down, man? What's going on? <laughs> right, He's like, sit down, sit down. <laughs> and he made a, a judgment assessment because. As i got older i saw what he was doing he was judging assessing this is not healthy for him yeah right, right? but as a kid i couldn't see that mm. right. he could talk about on the back end what he saw with that assessment and judgment he made during that situation yeah that that
1: situation uh yes you were very angry and i understood why but i wanted you to try to play through it but you your adrenaline and you're you're angry for what you were doing. I knew that's not what your dad wanted. So then yeah. I start looking and 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 you still was good and you were being very, very, very you were doing some positive things out there. However, that wasn't about the game then. Mm. Yes. You know, I said it's just a game. Right. So yes. now we have to remove you from that so that you can really give yourself a self-assessment. Mm, and say, yeah. okay, but like you said, you weren't paying, you were young, you weren't paying attention, you yeah, weren't thinking that way. way. You you're just not wanted not to play. It that way. But it's bigger than the team. It's big, it's about you as an individual. What's gonna help you in that game fighting and and, and getting rowdy and talking to the gr- Nothing. It that wasn't that wasn't what you needed. And what you needed was to a cooling down. I'm gonna just say a cooling down period. And now. Did you play the rest of the game? I don't remember that you did. I don't remember. <laughs> but, I, don't remember. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that you did. But it helped you mature and understand that even though we didn't say it then, but it was just a game. You yes. had some emotional things that you had to deal with. And basketball, yes. playing on that court that night, that was not it. So yes. it was bigger than the basketball game. And so for in my thoughts, I'm like, I've been there. I've done that. So here, you you sit here now. Did you cheer on the team? You sure did. You still yeah. was instrumental in leading. And so, as a result of you playing that year, I knew the leadership that you had. And so that's why you had the opportunity to come back as a coach immediately. Immediately, a big deal. Yeah, you graduated. I mean, you got you actually. Yes. Yes. You graduate. And then you came on immediately. And that was the thing that we needed. Uh, I felt that you needed. And so yeah. I, I will say that, you know, God has a way of showing us things yeah, and, and your purpose was to do exactly what you're doing. And, and yeah. I have to say, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud as your former coach, just to see that. the, uh, the manifestation of him in you, mm-hmm. and you sharing your wisdom. So I, I think that's Man, great. Thank that's you
2: awesome. for that, and I appreciate I that that Jack literally catapulted me into training athletes right after that year. Mm. I started yeah. training athletes. I trained professional athletes and things like that. But right but, after that I'm, year.
1: Sorry, I'm sorry, but what did you do in my practices? You were the individual workout guy. You were Yo, the one i who did. I trained the workout. Yo, I created the workouts,
2: yo. You did (laughs) all that. Yo, he let me create the workouts and train the guys. And this was so funny about the judgment assessment. It's amazing. (laughs) That judgment assessment he made of that leadership, right after, this is my first year, he left me and my other uh, coach, the other coach that was a friend of mine that actually got me to the school. Yep. He gave us in charge to run the team in the preseason while he was getting his doctor. Now we call him Dr. Paul Bryant. Wow. While he was getting his doctor, he just assessed that y'all can handle running the team until I get back. And he was able to finish his doctorate during that year. Why? Because he already had a judgment assessment that I'm going to be a ha- I remember him saying it the whole year. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let y'all run this thing because I'm going to be a head of that director one day. He wow. kept saying it. That's incredible. So I'm proud of you too, because I see the manifestation <laughs> of what you were saying back then. That,
1: <laughs> that is positive. You, got you, you say it and it will come to pass. You yes. know, I, I'm a true believer in the word. You know that both of my parents are ministers and uh, yes. I'm a true believer in that. And and if you profess it, it will come, but you gotta put in the work. Yes. You gotta yes. put in that yes. work. And um, And so as far as my self-assessment, I knew that's what I wanted, but I didn't have the credentials. I wanted to make sure that I could sit at the table with anyone Mm -hmm. and my credentials will match anyone here. And the only way you're going to tell Paul Bryant, no is if I'm not the right guy for your situation. Mm, And I, I, I've always believed that. And I, and I, I, I do that to this day. I do that to this day, but you tell me, no, uh, uh, you just come back, I'll show you. You I'll come me. Out, you, listen, I'll
0: see you again. I'll see I'll show you
1: again. <laughs> I'll <see you> <laughs> self how to get better. All right, yeah, yeah. I'm figuring exactly it out. Right. Yeah, I'll you figure it out. Got, this is
0: really uh, an important discussion here. Um, talking about how we can make the proper uh decisions, judgments, and assessments. Uh, gentlemen, you guys have, have really shined some light on this, and I think for our audience out there, a lot of times. It's business, it's sports, it's a lot of things. Let's talk a little bit about personal assessments. Um, uh, they, we People are often looking for what it, what is known as work-life balance, right? They're looking at how do I balance my, how do I assess what's more important? How do I, if I'm married, how do I get my wife or my husband or whatever it may be, whichever way, um, that how do I get them to understand this? How does my wife understand me? How do I understand my wife? My wife may say, this is really important. And I'm looking at her thinking, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, we have other things. I, I don't know that this is the time or the season for that. Or I, I, It's really funny talking about coaching. I said to my wife, it was about two years ago. And we were at, um, a, 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 you know, a Little League football game. And I'm not sure, maybe our nephew were, was playing. And I, my youngest daughter was a cheerleader at one point. And I was just enjoying the game. And I played football. And I said, uh, honey, I think next year I'm going to coach. Now, I am a coach by nature. Like, if I play pickup basketball, I'm talking about, like, I'm talking, I'm setting up defense. I'm like, I'm like always coaching, right? Like, I'm always thinking about, and I didn't even play basketball. I've just played basketball in summer leagues and things, but still just always understanding the game and leading football. I played center. And so, because I wasn't really big enough to play center, but I was smart enough, that it was like, yeah. I was, I was. Much smaller than I am now, but they were like, "You're you're you're, the, you're smart enough to see what's going on out there." So we're gonna put you in the middle because you got to be able to figure out what's going on on the yeah. lot. So I'm always <laughs> assessing, right? What's happening? Yeah. What defense are they in? Calling things. So I, for for me, I think it's just such an important thing for us to think about. How do we make these assessments? Also, though, when it comes to uh, family. And business, my wife said to me. I said, "I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna coach next year. I'm really feeling I'm gonna coach." And she said, "How you gonna do that?" Which (laughs) meant I don't know who you think, what you think you about. She was looking like what with what time, (laughs) right? Yeah, I was working full time. We have kids. We had a lot going on, and she was pretty much saying. That's not going to happen, buddy. Like, it's just not going to work. It's not not, not next year, not the next year. I don't know. It's going to be a few years before. something. And I was, like, shocked because she never says that. She never says no. She trusts yeah. me, and we make decisions together. But she had assessed, like, those kids are going to need more than just somebody standing on the sideline. You're here for the game. Right, You're going to yeah. have to be for every practice. They're going to need rides. And then she knows how I am. I'm going right. to be the one giving rides, buying shoes. <laughs> driving kids to, to picking them up for school or something crazy. So she made that proper assessment. But to you, uh, Dr. Bryant, when you think about that that family piece, and, and I don't know how it's played out for you, but how do, how do people balance and make the right judgments when it comes to how to balance their family priorities versus their professional priorities?
1: Yes. You know, someone told me a long time ago, be true to the people at your table, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that at your kitchen table. I ain't understand that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a coach and I'm fiery. And I'm like, I, I, I gotta go coach. <laughs> right. Yeah. Until I had a medical situation, right? Mm. And it shut me down. Mm. So then after me saying everything, I said, okay, really what is most important? The one thing that we take advantage of or take for granted is that we have time. Yeah. And mm. we don't know the time. So I said, mm. you know what? I'm not going to be so engulfed. I'm talking about spending 14, 15 hours doing basketball or being, you know, being in sports. And I said, you know what? I'm not. And another issue. When my daughter said, Dad, do you have to go to the gym again? I looked at her. I said, yeah, baby, I do. Then I stopped. I said, Mm -hmm. no, I can't. And and so that right there, and you know, my daughter was, you know, doc, you know, my daughter was with me all the time, you know, and and and, and I made that because she, that that was our time. That's the only time I had. Then I started thinking, no, I can't do that. I can't take Mm -hmm. my, I'm not going to get that time back with my child. Mm -hmm. And so I began to think about how can I adjust my schedule. Because work is going to be there. If I were to be gone today, mm. they will have my job posted and hire someone the next. So yep. I, my family is the most important. Now, mm. my wife and I, this year, we've been married for thirty-two years.
0: Wow!
1: And, Woo, uh, congratulations!
0: Congratulations!
1: <laughs> like, and and, and it, she she understood, but then I start looking at her and I'm saying, but I'm I'm not spending my time with her. I'm not doing what a, a man like my father was taught me to be. I wasn't doing that. I was, yeah. okay, yeah, babe, go ahead and spin, go do this. But when that guy told me, be true to the people at your table, kitchen mm-hmm. table, then I understood. Yeah. No, I gotta make sure my life is in line with my work, not yeah. my work in line with my life. That's good. And, mm-hmm. and, and, that's what, and so, every day now if you ask any of my staff and i live by you know we're in athletics so we're we're supposed to spend a lot of hours and my staff here no if you can't get your work done between eight and five then you're not planning properly Mm. Mm. so at five o'clock i leave yeah and i'm like turn off the lights let's go and my administrative assistant she will she brags about it she said i've never done this before I've always stayed till seven and eight, but it's about you and your family. Yes. God, yes. family, work, period. I love it. Yes. God first, family second, work third. And if you can't balance that, you can't. You're, work out, of You're <laughs> out of balance. You're out of balance. You're out of balance
0: and you can't work for Paul (laughs) Bright. There you go. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Anybody's interested, don't come calling him. (laughs) That on my account.
1: You're not putting that on my account. Your relationship. Right. That's right. That's right. You gotta have that that relationship
0: first.
2: So
0: that's powerful. Um, Dr. Rovman, when you think about that, what would you what, what do you say about this balance piece?
2: And and that's the important part, is because the I always tell people. You can either do more of the work on the front end or the back end. Mm. You don't do it, though. So <laughs> most people's issue are they rather do their work on the back end. They start off the situation not doing their um, reactive instead of proactive. Yes. correct. Right. Right. They don't want to do the work on the front end, so they have to deal with all the load on the back end. Yep. But if you prepare on the front end, you can be proactive. So I tell everybody, you have to treat yourself Like he said, your relationship with God itself, that's a business in itself. Yes. You yourself are a business. Yes. Then you must run your family like a business Mm. before you can actually run a business for everybody else. i give you an example. (laughs) I tell you all the time, people have schedules for their job, for their deals, for their work, for their business. I tell people... Have you scheduled out your family? Mm. Do you schedule your time with your kids? Do you schedule your time with your wife or your husband? Do you schedule time for yourself? You're a business. So good. That's right. Are you assessing properly? Are you starting your day? Do you have something to give? People always say, this is a term people always say, you're full of yourself. <laughs> I tell people you should be. Wow. Yes. You should give from your cup running over, yes. not from you being empty. Good point. Right. See, most people That's don't assess; right. they don't assess it properly. Did you assess? Did you spend time for yourself before you went to spend time with your family? The reason why you're so frustrated with your family, you're yelling at the kids, you're frustrated with your wife because you need personal time. Yeah, you don't have no time. You're feeling pulled on too much because you're not assessing that I don't have anything to give them. Mm. Then you take that into your work you're mad at everybody at work because you don't have <laughs> nothing to give
1: them right? that's right
2: so someone has to be taken away so you could do in the front end and prepare and plan and assess okay i need some time i need my undivided devoted time and i need to spend some time with my family so i can go to work and be clear-headed yes, most people yes. go to work and they're bringing home to work that's true right that's That's exactly right right. and they're bringing work to home home. yes that's right that's right and we're wondering why so many people are mentally breaking down because they're not assessing the situation properly of how they need to i'm a business my family's a business this is a business and they all have to work together and separately at the same time and that's the proper assessment behind these situations love it dr
0: bryant Oh, i'm sorry no go for it i i was giving you the mic
1: <laughs> one of the things that uh as i listen to you my my daughter uh she she got married a couple of years ago and her husband name is uh tim alexander he's a he's a well-known motivational speaker he's uh if you know anything about uab they they took football away he was one of the guys instrumental in bringing them back he's in a wheelchair can I, can
2: I stop you real quick yes you let someone marry your daughter. That this is a huge
1: <laughs> someone that's, that's, Someone
2: that's was good enough.
1: Now, he exactly had to be a good an like, assessment right there. Right. Hey, listen. listen, I was, I'm sweating I, I had, to, I had to shake him up a little bit. Hey. <laughs> this is my only daughter. <laughs> right. I apologize. Go ahead. Go ahead. But but and he he's um he's a paraplegic and he's he brought um football back to UAB. But when he when he came into the family, he said, "Why do you always? Why do you have to talk to your parents every day?" So we FaceTime every day. I mean, we've been doing that since she left home at 18. Mm-hmm. And literally every day we FaceTime, if, even if it's just, hey, dad, hey, mom, you all right? Good. And, and that's it. But he was like, wait a minute. So I said, no, no, no. You need to do that with your family. He was like, no, my family is the. I said, try it with your mother. Mm-hmm. I said, because what you've done, you already said that it won't work. And try it. Wow, And now mm. he and his mom had a good relationship, but it's gotten stronger. But he has a saying, we don't need it to be easy. We just need it to be possible. Mm. We don't need mm. it to be easy. We just need it to be possible.
0: Totally. And
1: that guy there, he took steps and that was something that the doctor told him he couldn't do. So, mm. man, when I tell you, wow. man, it's, it's again but he assessed himself his doctor said no he assessed he said i'm gonna work hard and he took steps man i tell you i get fired up about that <laughs> oh, that man. is
0: awesome and, and no one can tell you easy.
2: what you the person that says impossible and someone says it's possible they're both right
1: yeah that's right they're, ex-
2: they're both you're right. Exactly right you're exactly right because if well, I, I must, believe it's right. I, I know it's possible. Just because it's possible for you does not mean it's possible for me. I can judge and assess the situation differently than yes. you because my paradigm and my decision can literally shift my situation. Even though you can't make that same judgment, it doesn't affect my judgment of the situation.
1: That's right. Oh,
0: so man. good. There's a <laughs> there's a concept called asset based thinking versus deficit-based thinking, and I wish I could quote the person who came up with this fabulous thought, but it basically says that your brain always wants you to be right. So when we say we can, when they put the electrodes on someone's head and they tested it and someone believed they could, their brain lit up and they could see, you know, all the electrical currents going through and their brain was excited to try to solve the problem. If I say it's possible, my brain wakes up, it lights up, it illuminates and says, we will solve this. Even if I say it's challenging, it gets even more excited because it realizes it's a challenge and it was built for challenges. It was built to solve problems. It can do it. Yeah. But if I say I can't, literally they see the brain, it's like dark. It's not It's not and lighting yeah. up. It's not excited. It doesn't try because it wants you to be right. It's okay. It lets you decide, basically. It's like, well, you're right. Whatever you want. If you say we can't. Cool. Then I'm not going to waste any energy. If you say you're tired, cool. Let's shoot the energy. Let's turn the lights off then. If you say you're upset, let's get the adrenaline going. You can make up being upset in your own mind with nothing going on. Your brain is like, cool. Well, we can kick off some adrenaline and stuff if you think there's a threat. I don't see one, but if you say there's a threat- Right. We'll do it. So that's such a powerful concept that people need to understand. How what are you thinking? What do you believe? What are you telling yourself when it comes to making proper judgments and assessments, whether it's at home or at work or wherever you are, whatever you're doing? What are your assessments of yourself? What are you thinking about? What are your how are you judging every situation? If you tend to judge situations as being negative or things not going right or things not being fair, that's how things are gonna play out because people create what are called self-fulfilling prophecies, right? You create yeah. a situation. If I believe you have a problem with me, I'm probably gonna interact with you a little bit differently. And I'm gonna give you a different energy And then you're going to give me a different energy. But I'm going to blame you and say it was you. You did it first. That's the (laughs) only reason I'm acting like this. Because the way you were looking at me, I saw you at the coffee pot last Tuesday looking at me different. And I don't like that. And you know what? I knew you had a problem. And then when the boss said something, I knew you were the one who said it. And people have created these entire stories, uh, these fictional tales of things that have gone on because in their mind, they are just Thinking in a negative from a deficit-based thinking pattern instead okay. of an asset-based thinking, instead of a positive, as in things are going up and we can grow and build together. So it's so important for people to be thinking about this and thinking along these lines, gentlemen. I think you guys have have, have really, really made some important points along this line. Um, yes, so, so, Dr. Rodman. All right. So now let's talk about making deals. And 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 Coach. Dr. Bryant, we're going to talk to you as well about this. Let's talk a little bit about making deals or agreements. I, I think we live in a world where people kind of take deals and agreements for granted, you know? And uh, yeah. people are signing contracts they don't plan to follow through with. In sports, it's yeah. tricky because, you know, you have some leagues where the contract's guaranteed and some leagues where it's like, I don't even know what that what the point was. Sometimes I wonder, like. Why did you even sign anything? I mean, they just tore it up and kicked you out of town. What's going on? So when it comes to making judgments and assessments around deals and agreements, Dr. Rodman, what are some thoughts you have on that?
2: Well, when you're making a judgment assessment agreement, you have to first look at the person's nature and character to see will they even follow through on the agreement they're about to make. Mm. If they have already, like you said, made deals in the past that they didn't follow through what makes you think they're going to follow through in the one that you make with them mm. so that's the first judgment assessment you have to make then you have to decide what type of agreement you're going to make with someone okay And that judgment assessment has to be determined by many different factors so some people create partnerships mm-hmm. with people when they're not mentally aligned mm. That's all that's always for malfunction. Hmm. If we're working on two different mindsets and mentalities, yes, and ways of thinking, how are we gonna partner? Right. So that's one thing when you're making deals and assessments, you have to understand is if we're on the same, they're not on the same mentality, we can't make it a partnership. Now we can what's called mastermind if we hmm. have the same objective, okay, which is it's one objective we can agree on, we can work on just that one thing, but that not mean we have to partner.
0: Mhm.
2: So it's very important when you make a judgments or what type of agreement you're making first, what's the person's nature and character? And then how can I bring this agreement together? What am I bringing into the table? What is that person bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. And this is the key for making any deal. Is this agreement beneficial for both parties?
0: Mm, that's
2: good. Most right. people make agreements on they're only focusing on, well, this, ben- this agreement benefited me. Right. If it is, even if it's good for you, it won't work because you will actually mess up the agreement because the person is going to resent you or they're not going to fulfill their side of the bargain because it's not beneficial for them. Great point. That's right. That's so right. A, a, that's the main assessment you have to go off of is the na- person, nature and character. What type of agreement and if it's beneficial for both parties before you make any deal or agreement.
0: I love yeah. it. Dr. Bryant, your thoughts on deals or agreements and, and how do those come into play with with some of the work that you do as well?
1: Well, I tell you, with, with me, uh, I look at, OK, kind of like what Dr. Ann said, I look at how it's going to benefit both of us. Right. And, and I but when I get into a deal, when I'm brokering any deal, I make sure that it becomes a partnership because if there's two people vested in this uh, in this institution, then I know you're going to give me your best, and I'm going to yes, give you my it. best. Yes. Now, yes. if you part, if you're going to be my partner, now, although I'm invested in you because I have to buy something to get some. no, 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 that's not going to be it. You also got to buy something from me, mm. right? So really. if, let's say let's say that it's here at the institution, and I'm a partner with you, and I'm a, uh, let's say we're an apparel partnership, but I'm buying, and you're giving me the goods that I'm buying. Now, I have a need. I need some scholarship dollars. Mm. How are you mm. going to help me? No, no, I no, I, I, I paid my, you got to help. That's a partnership.
0: Yes. It has yes. to be
1: beneficial for both. And so I'm, I'm big on, I'm not going to always do business with you, and you're not going to give back. Mm, you have to give real. something back. Wow. And so and, and so I've taken that type of mentality across in my company. And it's just a game. I just partnered with um, this company. And this is a sh- shameless plug. But it's Game Time. <laughs> Let's so we'll hold that top. up a
0: little higher. Let's check that here out. We go, here we
1: go. Here we go. All right. <laughs> it's called Game Time Hydration and Apparel, right? So they have an alkaline water that is just fantastic. Wow. But, if I partner with you and I have these events, then I can't be the one purchasing all of this and you're not reciprocating. Right. So every event that I have, I need you to supply the water. And and initially, Initially, they're like, well, no, that's not how we do it. Well, if you want to be a part of it's just a game. That's how I do it. And you know what? Yeah we're partner now that's awesome. Now. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so all of it. my all of my events are uh are, they provide the water for so that's something i don't have to purchase anymore yeah and so uh, when you look at that i look at uh, and you talk about the character i did i talked to the uh president of the company and i said yeah i need to know what your end game is are you just in it to just make money No, he's in it to be a part of something that is going to impact the community. Mm, That's why I partner with Hydration, uh, Game Time Hydration. If if they only want well, my sales, my this, then you're not for Paul Bryant, and it's just a game. Mm. And so you're right. You have to look at how what do you actually want to do. And so uh, when I when I approach business, that's how I approach every business. Mm. Doesn't matter if I'm talking about a um a conference affiliation to okay. hydration to apparel that's just how i negotiate and i've been very successful at it so and i'm not going to change because that's my core value and i'm not yeah. changing my
2: core value i love and that that. it that's real that's a part of who you are and yeah, to absolutely. change that i have to change who you are that's very powerful
0: it's so important that's right so important now dr bryant we have had such a great time talking to you today we're so grateful that you were willing to come on the final answer. and We are going to get the final answer in just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, from our own Dr. Anthony Roadman. Um, but, but Dr. Bryant, uh, if yes, you sir. could give us uh, one, again, how can people get a hold of you? Again, some of the services and uh, yes. some of the partnerships, even that, that that's an interesting piece, because that may be something that can 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 be beneficial to those who you're working with. Just let the people know a little bit more again. For those who may have uh, tuned in late or those who are who, who, who missed it, uh, for the yes. people in the back, uh, let the people know about your business, um, It's Just a Game, and um, how they could get in touch with you and what services you provide.
1: Well, I tell you, you can get in touch with me at www.iJagSports. It's Just a Game, sport, not sports, yes. sport. Dot .com uh, ijag sports and uh, call me at 904 5240577 but uh or, or you can reach me by email p brian at ijagsport.com. sport.com but it, one of agree. the things that I, I I tell you we're we're creating our own narrative we're not allowing others to create our narrative and by doing that we're we're providing a uh, recruiting service for anyone who wants to live their dream and and go to a college in any sport uh and we're also providing uh some compliance uh compliance training and, and things for for colleges and athletics we're also doing um uh policies and procedures so we're we're doing a whole gamut of things and it has been uh, a fantastic company um please please contact me if you're interested in getting recruited or if you just want to be placed at an institution, if you're a coach or an administrator and we assist you in that, but uh, uh, look up www.ijagsport.com. That's I J A G S P O R T.com.
0: Awesome. 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 Dr. Bryant. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your time, your insight, um, the joy that you bring to what you do. Uh, and that you brought to this show today is infectious. I, I called you coach because it, 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 there was, the warmth, the love, I could feel that when you're speaking and sharing, you're speaking as a coach still, as someone who loves yeah. and cares about those they're speaking to and impacting. So thank you guys so much. Ladies and gentlemen who are listening, make sure you guys uh, check out uh, Dr. Paul Bryan and It's Just a Game Sports Consulting. Make sure you guys check that out for you or your athletes who are interested. Or if you're an athletic director or someone who is over-programming for an athletic department uh, and you're looking for policies, procedures, maybe you don't know what you don't know yet. Maybe you don't realize that there are some things, some blind spots that you could have. get some help with in order to be in compliance um, to avoid any issues or concerns for your athletes or your staff. So make sure you guys reach out to him. And ladies and gentlemen, it is
2: now time
0: for the final answer. Dr. Rodman, we're turning it over to you.
2: Well, this is a very important topic. This was a wonderful time because everything in life is dealing with assessments and judgments to make the right decisions. Most people have to take more time to assess life properly before they make their decisions. So many people make their decisions based off of situations and circumstances, not based off of universal laws. Or as we talked about before, off of certain policies and procedures, as well as their people's nature and character. Well, you can make that the main focus. It will help your actual creative mind find more creative ways to assess and judge things properly. Most people, their perceptions of situations are why they're judging things incorrectly, they need a paradigm shift. Most people are making their judgments based off of their perception or what they call my truth. So many people are dealing with so many negative situations right now because they're staying on their truth and not having a paradigm shift to follow what is the truth, not just my truth. When you can get to the truth and follow the actual laws that are consistent, constant, never changing, then you can actually make the assessment and judgment based off of the universal laws and not the situation. Because every situation actually is affected by the laws, but the laws are not affected by the situation. So if you keep actually making your judgments based off the situation, you're going to keep making emotional decisions which are going to help you make malfunctioning judgments. So we want to help you make the right actual judgments and assessments properly by getting your heart to be back creative so you can start making the proper decisions in every agreement and deal that you make. Once you do that, then you'll find Perfect, predictable success in every agreement because you have judged the situation properly. And that is the final answer.
0: Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Anthony Roman has delivered the final answer. We appreciate you guys for being a part, for joining us here on our social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you may be coming from. We really appreciate having you guys. And to all our podcast listeners, we greatly appreciate you guys. And we look forward to having you guys here again on the final answer. Everybody take care. Everybody have a great day.